Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 17 of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Our show today is brought to you by The Unconvention. The DC Unconvention 2017 is the second annual conference for IT business owners. Learn from fellow techs and business owners, get business strategies that work in the real world, and discover new tech. Learn more at unconvention.io. Today's show is also brought to you by TechSite Builder. TechSite Builder is a hosted website builder that allows you to quickly and easily get a clean and professional website up and running for your computer or tech-focused business. Save time and frustration with TechSite Builder. Learn more at techsitebuilder.com. Today we talk with Scott Millar of IT Rockstars about SEO and how your SEO strategy should be different when you're targeting residential breaks fix versus business MSP services. Also, we'll address general SEO best practices and myths, and we'll talk about some neat tips on how you can use testimonials in your marketing. All that and so much more coming up right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Computer Business Marketing Show. If you own or work in an IT services business, this is the place to be to learn how to get more clients, keep them happy, and grow your revenue. You can watch, download, and or subscribe to all show episodes at computerbusinessmarketing.com. You can also catch our live stream on Facebook every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just be sure to like the Tech Site Builder Facebook page, click the following tab, and then click see first so that the live stream will jump to the top of your feed every time we go live on Wednesdays. Welcome to this episode. This is the 17th episode of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Uh, welcome to those of you who are watching the live show. Also, for you guys who are tuning in uh, on iTunes to the audio show, we do record video for this as well. Head on over to YouTube and search for Computer Business Marketing Show. We've got all the episode videos there as well, so you can see our surprise reactions to the different things we're talking about. I, I mean, it's it's really just uh, it's good info to listen to, uh, but you know you can watch if you got nothing better going on. Um, uh, today we're uh, excited to have Scott Millar of IT Rockstars on. He's going to talk to us about SEO and the differences in how you should approach SEO, whether you're a breakfast fixed residential uh, type of business or uh, business to business MSP type of business. Um, you know, not all SEO uh, techniques are created equal, and there are certain things you should be focusing on depending on the type of clients you have. So we're going to jump into that, uh, but before we do, I uh, just wanted to talk a little bit about the Facebook group. Um, like always on every show, uh, we talk about the Facebook group because it's a great community, right? You know, back in the day, you used to have you know bulletin boards and message boards, and then it turned into forums. Um, and you know, these are places where like-minded folks can get together and talk about a, a certain topic. Um, now, a lot of that stuff is moving over to the Facebook groups. And uh, I've been having a lot of fun with the computer business marketing group. Um, you know, we we get some good discussions going on there. Uh, one of the most recent discussions we had was about how to use testimonials in your marketing. So, you know, we should be gathering testimonials uh, as you know, as a course of just habit in our business. Every time we work with a client, if we have a good experience with them. Get their uh, get a testimonial from them. Uh, in our last episode, we talked with Dave Greenbaum about 
um, some services that you can use to automate that process and only make sure you're getting good reviews. If someone has a negative experience with you, then you want to make sure you, you, you learn that they had a negative experience and correct it before they leave you a review. So you can use one of those services. And then once you start collecting all those reviews, um, you want to start using them in, you know, in strategic ways. So, um, that was a question we posed in the marketing group. How do you use your testimonials in your marketing? And so some answers we got, you know, pretty typical is to use it on your website. Um, I, I think that's a no brainer right there. You want to make sure you have those testimonials on your website. Uh, one thing to keep in mind is uh, to make sure the testimonials, you're interjecting them in different pages throughout your site and not just having them all on one testimonials page, but you know, have a have one of your best testimonials or a couple of your best testimonials or like a slider going through your testimonials on the homepage uh, so people right away can see that social proof. And then even on your services pages, even on your contact page, every page should have like a little a little snippet of testimonial. That way, no matter where someone is landing on your site, because they not, might not be landing on your homepage, um, they can see that social proof. They can see that people have been uh, happy with your services and uh, they can, you know, get the idea that you're a legitimate business. Um, some other folks, uh, Dave Greenbaum had a great idea. He's going to be converting his testimonials into images that he'll be promoting on social media like Instagram. So just take like one of the testimonial quotes and you know attribute it to the person and then make it a pretty image and post that on one of your social media accounts. And I, I think that's a great strategy. Um, someone was talking about... Uh, you know that they couldn't leave uh, or they couldn't ask for testimonials because they work with government folks and they uh, are very wary of publicizing their name or maybe they're not allowed to you know talk about what projects or who they're working with on something um so he was you know said that it's tough for him to get testimonials and then uh, someone else chimed in saying you don't necessarily need to give the person's name you can treat it as like a a, a case study or the the uh, Stuart, who who responded here, said you could call it a technical spotlight, where you can substitute the actual name of the person for like a government department, you know, or something like that. And you don't have to be specific, but still highlight what you did for them. And you can even still use a quote from them, um, saying, "Hey, it was a you know we enjoyed blah blah blah, and and it, you know it helped our business do blah blah blah, or it helped our organization with such and such." Um, and highlight that that is from a government department. That way, if you're targeting that type of client, then they know that you've worked with others in the past. Uh, Scott, what do you think about that? How, how have you used testimonials effectively in your marketing? Um, I think I'd probably go back to how um, I get testimonials uh, for marketing purposes. Um, and what I've used over the last sort of six months um, is a service. Well, it's a free service called Google Review Link Generator. So what you can do with that, if you just Google it, um, it's a tool by. There's a number of people that have it on the web, um, but that allows you to generate a review link to your Google business page. Um, so that you can, once you've got a happy customer, you just have to fire that link to them, and they click on it from you know their phone or on their desktop, um, and then they can leave a re- review right there on Google. Um, you don't have to tell them to type in, you know, the business details or anything like that to get to the right business. Um, so that's that's how I've used it in the past, um, and it's been quite effective, obviously, from an SEO perspective. Um, that's that's the number one uh, way that I've been using it recently. Yeah, and that that's a great point. Is that's another way to use your testimonials in marketing, and you don't have to do anything. Just as long as you get the review 
on Google, yeah. then that's going to feed into your, you know, the stars that show up in, in the Google local exactly. search you're, results. You're and killing stuff. two birds with one stone. So. Yeah. Very cool. And um, along those same lines, uh, Dave actually, Dave Greenbaum posted again in the group later talking about this new service. I think it's new. I've, I've never heard of it before from Google called Small Thanks, where okay. uh, it's at smallthanks.withgoogle.com. And basically, you type. You have to have a. I think you have to have a Google My Business account, which we all should. Um, and then you you put in your business name, and it pulls in reviews from different places that it sees online about your business, okay. and it puts it into like a nice formatted, um, uh, attractive looking like uh, graphic that you can then print out as a poster or put on your website or share on social media. And uh, Dave shared a couple of the ones he had created uh, for him. But uh, that looks like a really kind of um, easy way to, you know, it's it's almost like a review funnel, right? So mm-hmm. with with Scott's point, you can get you can get them to leave your review on Google. Then you can have Google print out a nice, you know, cool looking graphic that you can then reuse on different uh, different social media, put on your website, whatever you want to even print out in business cards or or uh, flyers. Um, so that's kind of a cool thing that I never heard of that uh, is out there. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll put that link in the show notes so you guys can check that out. A lot of other um, good questions uh, going on in the Facebook group. Actually, in the uh, in the live feed here for our uh, our show um, in in Facebook, Wayne Hansen says that I know there's people who are happy with me in my work, but I usually feel weird asking someone to write some kind of praise. Is that what people typically do though? If they don't have another medium for someone to submit a testimonial, is Basically, just to to ask them straight up for praise <laughs> is that is that kind of the the right approach? What, what do you think? Um, I I think it is. I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen if you ask them and they say no? Then if they say no, there's probably a reason for that. You maybe want to find out what that reason is. Yeah, yeah, and, and you can you can facilitate that with um, some of the services Dave Greenbaum talked about in the last episode, where you don't necessarily need to say. Um, hey, you know, did I do a good job? If I did, leave me a positive review. You can let the service basically it comes in with an email saying, "Hey, how did we do? You know, good yeah. or bad?" And they, or you know, out of five stars, how did we do? They click, they click it, um, and you, it's open ended, right? You're yeah. not saying, "Hey, give us a good review." You're just saying, "Hey, let us know how we did." And then if it's a good review, then it, it funnels them to whatever review site uh, you have set up. Um, or if it's a bad review, then it gives you an opportunity to communicate with them. Um, something I've done before that, uh, before I knew about those services, is I just waited until I got a good feedback from a customer. So I finished the service, and they said, "Oh my gosh, this was so great! I'm so happy! Thank you." And then I would say, "Oh, awesome! I'm glad you're you're happy. You know, we'd we'd appreciate if you uh, uh, helped us out with a review, or you you know, if you uh, have an account on any of these places, uh, give us a shout out." Um, that way, I would take advantage of their good feeling in the moment that they're feeling it, and they're feeling generous uh, to try to get them to leave that review. So that's that's worked out well as well. Um, let's see, and and then Dave Greenbaum says that's one of the reasons why I like to get five stars, which is the service he ultimately went with, was because uh, you first get the feedback, and then they say if they say you're awesome, then you could follow up with, would you mind posting that on Google? So it's kind of more of a manual process there. Um, and then uh, Deb Laflamme says, uh, basically, what you want to say is, would you tell your friends about us? So that's a way to you know spur on those referrals. 
Um, and a referral might be, you know, going in social media and saying, Hey, I had a great experience or going on Facebook saying, Hey, I had a great experience. And that even works better than a testimonial because that's someone yeah. reaching out to their network saying, Hey, this, they did a great job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So some great ideas, guys, uh, a lot of great ideas in the chat. Keep them coming. Love, love to hear the ideas you guys are coming up with. Um, so you know a, a lot of other great uh, great stuff going on in the group. I know um, I love when Tom Lawrence uh, and and we interviewed Tom Lawrence earlier on the the previous uh, computer business um, podcast. Uh, I love when he shares his videos. He's got awesome videos that he does for promotion. Um, he's got a podcast a video podcast he does and stuff. And his latest video, basically, someone comes in with a hammer. And smashes a laptop right in uh, in one of his employees' faces, um, and basically the tagline is "Unexpected things happen." Do you have a backup plan? So you know, promoting their backup plan and, and just kind of using like an in-your-face, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, you know. I'll have to check that one out. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 funny. Um, so I, I like those light those lighthearted kind of videos that get your attention. Yeah, and that that's the kind of thing that we share in the in the group. Um, people are always sharing their examples of what they're doing. So check that out. If you if you aren't a member of the group, go to Facebook and type in the search "computer business marketing," and it's the first group that comes up there. The computer business marketing group. Request to be added, and we'll get you in there. Just let us know. We want to make sure you're either a computer business owner or someone who serves computer business owners, or um, you're interested in being a computer business owner. Um, so we do ask a couple questions, but they're very easy questions and. And the and you know we just want to make sure you're serious and you're not just a random spammer. So uh, awesome. Um, so let's go ahead and and I want to jump into the interview with you because I got a lot of uh, questions around SEO. I I'm very interested in SEO. It's such a it's such a mysterious thing for a lot of people, and mm-hmm. and I like to you know get, dig into that. Uh, but before we do, I just wanted to give a shout out to our first sponsor, and uh, that is the Unconvention. The DC Unconvention 2017 is the event. That you need to go to this year if you are a computer business owner. This is the event that's made for all, all of you guys. I mean, it's you know, it's the mom and pop shops, it's the uh, the computer repair, uh, the part time computer repair guys. It's the smaller business to business MSPs. Uh, you know, you guys are out there grinding it out, um, try, fighting for every client you have, and uh, and you're you're growing your business. You're doing the right things, but sometimes you reach a plateau. Or sometimes you, you're just not sure if what you're doing is the right thing, um, and that's kind of what the computer. Uh, that's what the unconvention is about. It's it's two days. Uh, we're hosting it here in Washington D.C., and uh, it's September 16th and 17th. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to have some talks. We're going to have Brian Best of Best Max, who is a guest on the show uh, previously, who is going to talk about his journey from starting a breakfast fix shop to being a retail shop to being an MSP to eventually selling his MSP and then to to creating a uh, a product. So he's been, you know, through the life cycle of a of a computer business and he's reached every milestone that you'll want to reach in growing your own business and he did it all around Mac repairs. Um, so it's all around one niche product that he built his business on. And so it's a, it's an exciting story. It's got a lot of great stuff and he's going to be hanging around all day Saturday. So you can, you know, pick his brain about some of the stuff he talks about. 
Um, and that's the cool thing about the unconvention is it's it's a small group. We cap it at a hundred, so it's you know it's not you're not going to be lost in a huge crowd of people and standing in a line to talk to the person you want to talk to. It's in fact on Sunday afternoon, pretty much the entire uh, afternoon on Sunday is devoted to networking. So we're just going to open it up to for folks to be able to talk to each other and hang out in a comfortable environment. Um, and just pick each other's brains. We're also going to have workshops, so you can get together in a small group and and talk about what problems you're having with things like marketing and pricing and productivity, and kind of brainstorm with each other to come up with the best answers. And then after the small groups are over with, all of the small group leaders come back to the group as a whole and talk about what each group uh, decided were the best results. So you get you don't need to be in each group to get the results of each group. So it's it's kind of a cool way that we're going to you know, use the, the hive mind and get everybody's idea on each topic and then present it to the group as a whole. We're also going to have um, some hands-on labs so you can learn about things like networking. Uh, we're going to have a lab on SEO as well. So some of the things you hear in the podcast today, you can uh, try to put into action or see put into action in our SEO lab. Um, and then we'll have some labs from our vendors as well. So they'll be talking about, uh, they'll be showing demos of their products. You can get your hands dirty. You can try out the product before you buy it. So that's a cool way to uh, to try that out. Uh, right now, our big sponsor is Malwarebytes. They're really the the ones who are helping making this happen, um, and they're going to be there with their you know their tech technician tool set um, that they've released recently. That's got a bunch of tools that computer technicians can use to repair and diagnose computers, along with their antivirus uh, software. So they're going to be there demoing their products. Um, we got some other sponsors that we're still working with to try to get them on board. Um, but also Instant House Call and TechSite Builder are both sponsors as well. So lots of cool stuff. Go to unconvention.io and check out uh, the schedule we have there. Um, we also have the, the lodging uh, recommendations. Now those rooms are filling up quick. In fact, I think uh, most of the rooms might be booked from those particular lodging venues. But there are tons and tons of um, hotels in the area. So you should be able to find something or just Airbnb it. There's lots of Airbnb options as well. Uh, so no excuse if you have the time and you have the money and it's not a huge investment, come to the unconvention. Speaking of investment, if you want to get a discount, get $40 off of your ticket to the unconvention, uh, just use the coupon code TSB. That stands for Tech Site Builder. TSB, when you check out uh, Unconvention, you get $40 off your ticket. And we can't wait to see you in Washington, D.C., September 16th and 17th. Again, unconvention.io. All right, guys, let's jump into the interview today. Uh, excited to have Scott Millar from uh, IT Rockstars coming to us from across the pond. Uh, and I, I love our folks, uh, our international audience, and, and I love getting the perspective of, of different places. Um, and uh, so, Scott, why don't you kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, where you know your history, uh, how you got involved in the IT world, and what you're doing sure. these days? Yeah, sure. Well, thanks for the intro there. Um, am I question for you? Am I the first person from Scotland on your podcast? Yes. Ah, excellent. Okay. Yes, you are. All right. So you are. All right. So I'm based in. <laughs> it's official. Based in Aberdeen, Scotland. Um, I've run uh, Breakfix uh, for a number of years. I worked for a managed service company on the sort of technical side, then the business development side, and for the last year, been doing sort of managed service marketing for my own IT MSP business. Um, I'll probably start at the start. Um, in regards to the residential stuff, that's kind of where I started. I um, was doing it part-time for a while um, on the side um, until I went full-time with that. Um, and the way that I got 
all my customers back in 2008, 9, 10 um, was through search engine optimization. So I basically, um, back then it was so much easier than it is now, I can tell you that. <laughs> um, but I, I learned by a lot of mistakes when it came to SEO and I, it, for me, it's almost like a computer game. So that you know, when I was a when I was a kid, a teenager, I was really into computer games, and I think it's just kind of equated to um, adulthood in my career. And um, this SEO thing, um, I I play Google almost like a computer game. You know, trying to get on that first page for certain keywords, and um, but learning by my mistakes. So the first mistake that I made in the residential side, um, once I had a little bit of success, I got greedy. Um, and based on that, really, I was thinking, oh, how can I, you know, how how can I utilize this SEO and get more customers and maybe even sell the leads um, to other IT providers? I thought, you know what I'll do? I'll go and build a website, an IT um, break fix website for every city in the UK. So I went and built 35 websites uh, for the larger cities in the UK um, and then did SEO, probably in about three of them. And th- the issue that I had was I didn't have the capacity um, to... Uh, you know, do search engine optimization for 35 websites at the time. Yep. So it was a really big, you know, uh, it took me months and months to build up these sites. Um, and the, the lesson I learned there is, you know, focus, um, focus on what you're good at, what makes you good money um, in your business. And that's what I did um, locally. So I, I built my own site, I dominated the first page of the search. The, the competitors were nowhere to be seen, really. And um, SEO almost sounded like a, a new thing. Not many people had heard about it. Um, but I dominated that first page, and I got me thinking when I was doing the residential stuff. Okay, you know, I can pretty much choose any keywords that I can go after. Um, and I, I got focused on okay, what makes me, what's the most profitable type of repair for me to do, um, and what takes the least amount of time. So at that time, it was laptop screen repairs. You know, because it was a laptop, you could just charge more money for the repair. Um, and a laptop screen repair usually um, was a lot quicker than you know other types of repairs like a virus removal, that right. type of thing. So it was like a you know if if I can dominate the search for terms around uh, um, that, that are more profitable, um, that's the ones to go after. Um, so following from the residential. I worked for a managed service provider, as I said, I was on, on the technical side. Um, and then I went into the, the business side, uh, business development side. Last two years, we're doing that. Um, and then last year, marketed my own MSP um, using SEO. And it's completely different than residential. It's, uh, I'd say it's much more difficult. It's a much longer term term um, game than the residential side. And um, the residential side, People or your customers, potential customers, are looking for an immediate fix. Whereas with the business, um, it's not really about the immediate fix. There are instances where there is the immediate fix, um, but it's really more right. about reputation. And there are some tricks that I can go into later in the show um, that I've done that do work for the, the sort of business side. Um, but it probably, you know, don't don't just leave it at SEO for the, the, the MSP side. It's not all about SEO. That's the lesson yeah. I've learned so far. Not just focus on it. Yeah. So uh, before we dive into kind of the differences, um, why don't you talk a little bit about 
maybe just general overall best practice rules for SEO, no, no matter what kind of service you're doing or what kind of client you're, okay. you're targeting. Just when you're thinking about your website and your presence on the search results, what are, what are some things to keep in mind? Okay, well, the first thing probably um, is your on-page, uh, on-page content, what your site looks like, how it's linked, how it's performing, how well optimized your site is. Does it download on your, you know, your phone quickly? Um, Google's looking at all of these things. Can the user, when they land on your site, get to the content that they need? They may, they maybe want to find out what your services are. They want your contact number. How easy for is it for them to get to that information? That's what Google's looking to see now. It's all about the user experience on a site more than anything else. So that's that's almost like the number one factor is the on-page content. Back in 2010, you know, all, all the way up to the Penguin algorithm, um, it was very much about off-page content and what you could do, fire links, you know, and, and, and that type of thing. But it's specifically, that's the, the immediate thing that anyone should be looking at in regards to their, uh, their SEO now is what's on their, uh, even on the front page of their website. Yeah, and, and that's, that's what, I, what I tell a lot of folks is, you know the 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 goal of Google is to put the best results at the top of the search you know yep. uh, of the of the search page. So the best results means a good experience. You know, does it load fast? Does it look good? Does it is it easy to navigate? Is the text you know readable? <laughs> that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Good grammar. You know, even um, it makes a difference. The spelling and that kind of thing. And so you know, just concentrate on first and foremost, just making your website. Uh, a good visitor experience and and something that that people would enjoy being at, um, and then just fill it. You know, another thing that I that I find works really well is, you know, the, the more content, the better. It, it seems so. Yep. You know, don't be afraid to go into detail about your services. Don't be afraid to go in detail about your business. Write nice long blog posts uh, because you know the more information you put, the more Little tidbits that Google's able to pick out of there yeah. and and rank you for those words, or it just tells Google that hey, this page knows what it's talking about. Um, there's a lot, you know, a lot to be said here. It's also the other question uh, or the other thing that you should be looking at um, when you're looking at your own page is what exactly it is that you want to be found for. You know, mm, what are yeah. what are the Look at that. You know, it's that eighty twenty rule. You know, in your business, um, looking at where the where the, where the money's coming from. Where's that? You know, that twenty percent of the, the really good income, the easy stuff to do. Um, where's that coming from? And optimize your site for those three services. If it's services, um, that, that's hmm. that's the other thing that I'd be looking for when you're looking at the on page. Cool. And then, uh, and then. It, Speaking of off page, so you know we're talking about the things we control on our website. What are because it's it's tough, right? It used to be where you can just go out and pay someone, you know, some money to get a bunch of crazy random yep. sites to point links to you. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't, you know, work very well these days. What are what are some of the uh, things that we as you know not us computer business owners who don't have a huge budget to hire someone to do PR and stuff for us? What are some of the off-page things we can do? Okay. Um, well, the first thing I'd probably say is actually hire, not hire someone to do PR. Um, there's a lot of SEO PR services out there that they're lower cost. You can get something for around about $150. Um, and th- that will not only um, give you the PR, um, but you'll also get a link back from all the, the news aggregators. So that's that's one of the first things that I'd be looking at. You don't want to be optimizing that P- uh, press release for any keywords. 
you want to optimize it for your brand terms. So when I talk about your brand terms, that's your company or your business name. And that's what you want to optimize that piece of content for. But that will establish a really good sort of foundation um, for all of your other off-page SEO tactics. Um, Mm. The second tactic that I would probably employ in 2017 um, are local businesses um, going after um, links from local websites that are appropriate to you. So that is things like a link, if you remember the Chamber of Commerce or a BNI business group or another networking business group, um, anything like that, trying to get a link on their website back to your website. And again, don't be going after keywords, don't be bombarding that profile page on the other website with keywords, just your brand terms and your naked URL to your website. Um, that, that would be my sort of main two tips I guess when it comes to off-page tactics in 2017 because I guess you can get it really wrong really easily now because of the way that Google works and it just knows um, because it it looks at a mass of data it looks at you know all of your competitors and and then around each other city um, and it can tell when there's shady links in there or links that have been placed you know paid for possibly right yeah, it doesn't look natural. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Compared to yeah. So you want you want to be as natural as possible, and there's, there's different ways that you can do that. If you if you sponsor a local charity, and in return you maybe just ask them for a link on their on their website. That's a really good one. A third sector or nonprofit in the states, as they're called, um, they're usually of a higher authority. Um, for some reason, I'm not entirely sure why that is, but a, a link back from those type of websites or. A radio station. So if you're doing any marketing on radio stations, mm. they're really good ones as well. Um, get a link back. If you're paying for advertising or if you're on the show on a radio station, ask for a link on the website. Um, and the worst thing they can say is no, we can't give you that link. But you know, if you can, yeah, that, if you can ask, that's a great tip. I think in general, um, if you're dealing with any local businesses, even if you're like servicing their computers or you're partnering with with a local business or you're in a networking group. You know, make sure to ask yeah. to if if they if you can get on their website definitely, and that's uh, something a lot of people don't do. Where I've seen it going terribly wrong is is for uh, web agencies. So they'll go and build a website for one of their clients, and they'll put a a link down at the bottom of the the footer back to their website, and they'll have maybe a hundred clients all with the same URL. And they'll maybe try to optimize it for one of their services locally, and that's the, what, the wrong thing to do. And you know, Google will see that as a penalty and a man, manipulation, which it really is, um, yeah. and they'll mark you down for that. So you do because they can tell that's not that business saying, "Hey, I'm linking to this business." It's yeah. you inserting your own link in the, you know, in, at the bottom of the page. Which exactly, and more th- more than likely, all of these client websites are going to be hosted on a shared service or on the same host. Um, and they're going to yeah. have very similar IP addresses, and that again is right. going to not go in your favor. So it's things like that to avoid. <laughs> yes, yes, okay, yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm glad we're talking about what to avoid as well as what you want to yeah. do because right. that that is important as well. Um, okay, so let's dig into then the the residential break fix type of of business. Um, a lot of folks are doing that when they first start out, and so they're really desperate to get clients and. And it's tough because if you're not on some sort of recurring revenue model, then you're really, you know, every client you need you need clients coming in constantly yep. to to keep the revenue coming mm-hmm. in. So so I could see SEO being important. You want to be at the top of the search results when you're doing break fix kind of things. 
So you spoke a little bit about you know maybe picking a, a particular service that uh, that is good ROI for you. Yep. Um, what what are some other uh, strategies that you can use for SEO for BreakFix? So if you're just starting out in BreakFix, um, probably what I'd look at, and I've done this in the past before for other sites, um, is where are there holes in your local market? You know, wh- where are the the easy um, top spots in Google um, for your websites appear? Um, so. This was back uh, a few years ago now, um, but at the time, uh, iPhone screen repairs, there wasn't that many people doing local services for iPhone screen repairs, advertising for that type of stuff. Um, And there was a huge hole locally for that type of service. So it was really easy to fill up the first page of Google with uh, a website um, all around that type of service. So it's looking at Look at the services that you offer, the ones that you like to do as well, um, um, and looking at the competition um, on Google. And there's various ways that you can do that. Um, something called uh, in, in looking at their backlink profile on, on Google. So there's tools out there like Ahrefs, uh, Majestic, um, where you can plug in your competitors' URLs. Um, and then for a small monthly fee, um, you can get their link profile basically. Um, so it will give you all of their backlinks, and you can also you want to look at things like how old that uh, website is or how old that web page is. The older the site is, the harder it's going to be to rank up there with them. Um, that's obviously if they've got um, if they've optimized the website. But it's looking for the it's looking for the easy wins when you're starting out because and sometimes you'll see those those businesses that we're talking about, like the Chamber of Commerce, or yeah. There might be some, you know, newspaper or some business directory, local business directory that you didn't know about, but you find that through doing the the backlink research on your competitors. That's right, yeah, and that that brings me on probably to the next bit. You know, looking at looking for the easy the easy spots, but um, these other ser- these other uh, organizations, um, can you get a bank like on there? Can you use them as an almost it's called uh, Barnacle SEO or Parasite mm-hmm. SEO, and that's where you're going to an authoritative website. And you're generating a page on their website with your company information. And that will, because of the authority of that website, it, you, it will rise to the top. If it has your local terms in it, um, it will mm-hmm. rise quite easily. Now, in the UK, that was working quite well with a, a website called Gumtree for a lot of services. So you can okay. you can advertise services on, on Gumtree. It's a bit like yeah, Craigslist in the States. Um, and uh, you, could, you could easily rank pages on that um, that. That that website, and you were acting basically as a parasite, but you you know it was it was a genuine advertisement back to your your company and what it is that you're offering. But that's that's an easy that's an easy win um, for people that are just starting out, and you obviously want to get business quickly. Um, it's looking looking for the holes um, and your local competitors, see what they're not advertising for, um, because you know you probably want to try and get as many jobs in as you can to start off with. Right. So fill the gaps yeah. that are that are missing. <laughs> Cool, I like that. Um, how much uh, emphasis would you put on something like keyword research, looking to see if there's any search volume around the keywords you're looking to target? Um, so yeah, there, I would probably put um, some emphasis on it. Um, you obviously want to have a think about what it is you want to offer, um, and then uh, as a service, um, what are your three main services I talked about before, the ones that generate the most income, and then looking at the keywords that relate to that service or are similar to that service. Um, Google is now uh, it's got um, a lot cleverer around uh, relevancy of a website. 
So keywords don't matter as much as they used to. So um, for example, when I was trying to optimize a website for a laptop screen repair, um, that was, uh, you know, I'd be looking at keywords around that. But now if you're just talking about a specific uh, a thing to do with, uh, you know, laptop screens, um, and then, you you know, you're linking back in your website to that, you'll find that it's... Uh, Google just knows. Um, the other thing I'd probably say with uh, keyword research is if you once you've generated your list of keywords you want to target or go after, um, probably worth running an AdWords campaign to see uh, exactly if there if there's any traffic there locally for those type of keywords. Because um, the worst thing you could do is spend six months optimizing a whole list of keywords and then you find out that there's absolutely no traffic and there's there's tools like the Google Keyword Planner tool that will give you an estimate on the traffic but to tell you the truth that's just an estimate and most of the time it's wrong um, so running a small AdWords campaign putting maybe a 50, 100 bucks towards an AdWords campaign or even on Bing, Bing ads um, just to see if these keywords are pulling any searches and you'll be able to pull off a report from the AdWords campaign to see um, you know what that volume is locally, um, and you'll also be able to see if people are clicking your ads, what they've actually typed in um, into Google. Um, you can pull that off as well. You used to be able to do that quite easily, but until they made it secure search, um, yeah. you can no longer see the keywords that people are searching for. But the AdWords system still allows you to see that. Cool. Um, so we talked a little bit about residential. Um, Let's go to the other side of the coin. Uh, the folks who have MSP type services or that are doing, you know, business to business, yeah. B2B type of services. Um, uh, you talked earlier about maybe SEO might not be, um, you know, the primary thing they should be focusing on. Uh, number one, why is that? And number two, uh, for what things should they be focusing on if they are, you know, for SEO, the little bit of SEO that they are doing? Okay. It's just from my personal experience, I'm doing business development. I mean, seeing how a managed service providers, uh, how that's expanded over a five-year period. Um, my own experience is it's not all about SEO or marketing for uh, MSP. It's more about the relationships that you form um, in in your business um, and with the business community. Um, so it's, it, I think the primary one is getting out there um, with your existing clients, customers, and your potential clients and customers or people that would be good referral sources for you. So that's 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 like my number one sort of you know if you if you're if you're looking to um, you know increase the the size of your MSP is really you have to get out there. And I know it kind of it kind of goes against the grain for most people in IT. Um, that's what you have to do. Um, num- number two. Um, so what can you do with SEO when it comes to an MSP? Um, I, again, this comes down to uh, thinking about uh, probably going back to your keywords, what people are going to be searching for, your ideal business customer, what are they going to be searching for? Uh, you know, the big question is: Would a business customer be searching for a managed service IT support on Google? And I think t- nine times out of ten, probably not. They're probably going to uh, they're probably going to be uh, speaking to one of their, their you know uh, business. Uh, partners or colleagues and asking for word of mouth advice uh, but where where you can get some immediate um, hits on managed service is uh, through uh, when things have just happened so an example of that is maybe a ransomware attack there's maybe an incumbent IT supplier um, and uh, they can't fix that ransomware attack 
Um, so uh, optimizing your site for specific immediate needs like that uh, may be a good route to go down. And I've seen that used before um, here in Scotland with a, with a company based down in Glasgow. I think it's Red Mosquito. Um, they... Uh, <laughs> They have a quite a large section on their website about ransomware and how to how to recover from it um, if you've been hit and obviously if you've got an incumbent IT supplier. The other ones um, would be maybe you know if uh, there's been a server crash, um, that sort of whole network failure. They might not have, they might just you know be really unhappy with their current you know IT guy or small IT company um, is looking at the. Uh, uh, you know, looking for these, you know, electrical, you know, the the ops has failed, that type of thing. Um, going after that, the that again, immediate. Um, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm mumbling on here, Matt. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Um, so, um, yeah, the, I, mean, I had one more, and that was okay. moving office. So, okay, um, if maybe there's a company uh, moving into the area, that would be one yeah. where you'd maybe want to. Have a piece on your website about content, um, about you know moving your IT um, to a new office, and then obviously you would have your location in there as well where you're operating, um, and that's an immediate one. So they wouldn't, they wouldn't, that business wouldn't know about the area, so they would probably be searching Google, um, looking for your service. Interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it's tough because you're right. You know, a business, a business owner isn't necessarily going to be. Searching for IT services in Google, they're you, like you said, they're going to reach out to their network or they're going to you know um, ask for referrals or something like that. Um, so something I, I forget who said this. It was in one of the groups, but someone said, you know, uh, business owners are also home computer users, so yeah. they might their their home computer might break down and they might be searching for something, and that could be an opportunity for you to uh, even if your primary um, target client is B two B. You can still, you know, talk about those break fix services that you provide as part of your your MSP or your managed service uh, offering. And then, as one of these business owners is searching for, you know, uh, to for someone to fix their personal computer, they can stumble across your your business services. Yeah, that's as an well. that's an interesting angle that I've never thought about actually before. Because yeah, you know, actually it was a pure MSP, so that's quite an interesting yes, one. Uh, yeah, I forget who mentioned that, uh, so I can give them proper credit. But <laughs> if, if they want to jump in in the comments, if you remember that was you, um, let me know. But uh, cool. So yeah, I think um, you know the way the way you approach SEO, um, you, you just want to think about uh, where you could get the most bang for your buck, and it depends on the type of services. It depends on you know even not even you know residential or MSP, but do you do screen repairs or do you do mobile phone repairs or do you do virus removal? Is that something you want to promote and you want to get more business with because it's something you can make a lot of money with or you have good ROI on it or yeah. you're very proficient at it? Um, then just focus on that and and then you know follow some of the tips uh, we've talked about as far as you know content on the site, making sure your content is focused and well well structured and your 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 site is is fast and then. And then just reaching out um, to you know doing old school marketing, just reaching out or not old school marketing, old school networking, just reaching out to local businesses, local groups, organizations, um, partnering with them offline so that you can also partner with them online by getting links on their websites and, and that kind of thing. Cool. Uh, so great stuff. Any any other uh, 
tips? Maybe is there any like myths or you know any false uh, ideas that people have about SEO that you've seen um, going around that you kind of want to squash or, or address? I guess uh, probably not myths as such, or it's probably what's worked in the past and doesn't work now in regards to SEO. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess a majority of audience maybe w- wouldn't be. Uh, trying to manipulate the search, but it, it's it comes back to being as natural as possible on your website, and you know the the marketing material that you're producing on your website, the content that you're producing. Um, don't try and uh, manipulate Google because <laughs> it'll uh, have a negative effect um, on on your website and on your on your business. And like you said, if if it worked before, it might not necessarily work now, especially if it is some kind of manipulation or you know. Yeah. Kind of trick have, have you heard, uh, Matt? Have you heard uh, what myths have you heard? Um, uh, I mean, the big one that I uh, am always trying to fight against is that SEO doesn't work, and it's just oh. uh, you know marketing BS. No, that uh, that's completely false. Um, yeah. I can testify to that. I was getting ten phone calls a day through SEO at one point. Um, and yeah, I think it's it's worth pursuing and it's worth spending some time on uh, because you know you're you're going to get your business in front of people who are having the exact problems that you're able to fix. Yeah, I, at the exact time they're having them because that's you know they're looking for help. That's why I love it. You know, and there's you know there's obviously such an emphasis now on social media marketing, more specifically Facebook, Instagram, um, 2017. But the problem we've got, uh, uh, you know, in the IT industry is. It's really hard to reach, you know, the people with the IT problems on those social channels at the right time. Right. Whereas with Google, Bing, that search, um, you've got that opportunity to reach the person at the right time. Great. And uh, oh, before I forget, you had also mentioned before we we jumped on the on the recording, you had mentioned that you have a uh, something called the Matrix, which is kind of a cool way to uh, uh, to get services. Uh, Existing clients to jump on the services that they aren't using yeah. from you. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so I'm not entirely sure. I was maybe going to. Sh- can we share the screen? Can I do that? Um, I don't know if you have controls to be able to do well, that. I've got the, the button here. Yeah, g- give it a shot. Okay. Yep, there we go. All right, so this is from my business development days uh, with an MSP. I'm probably one of the, one of the golden nuggets that I, that I learned. Um, was with your existing client base. Now, this is probably not a marketing thing, even though we're we're, we're on this uh, this podcast. But it's looking at your existing clients. Um, write them down on the left hand side here. All your clients that you've got, and then along the top here, write down all the services that you offer. The ones that generate you a monthly income, so re-recurring income. These are really the ones that you want to go after. Um, and then basically put an X there, you know, a conditional format in Excel if, if you know how to use it. Um, of you know what client has what service um, that you're providing, and where you see the red, that's where you have to. Uh, that's where you have to focus. Um, I say getting back to that big mistake I had before is um, having that focus in your business, and, and you'll find that it's so much easier selling to existing clients than it is new clients. So this is a really easy win uh, in your business, um, go, making this matrix up. And then what, what you can do with this matrix, not only can you go into an account meeting, that type of thing, and talk about the service that they don't already have, but you can actually plan your marketing activities around this matrix as well. 
This is great, and this this could also reveal some other things, like what's the most popular service that you offer. Yeah, and that might be something that you know you you realize, hey, I'm doing this really well. I'm really good at selling this. Maybe I promote this more, and I, you might not have been promoting that as much. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could kind of. I love visualizing stuff like this, data like this, because it could really help you see things that you might not. Uh, you know, realize uh, normally. So it's, it's such an o- it's such an obvious one to do as well, um, right? You know, and it's like it, you should really have this anyway in your business, but you know, right. who actually does? Um, but right. but once you've got it there, it, you can see where the holes are, and it's it's so much easier to focus on. Very cool. All right, yeah, that, I, I, that's a great little tidbit to leave us with. Um, to end the show, and it's also a uh, incentive for you to watch the video, <laughs> so you can actually see uh, the spreadsheet that he was talking about. But I, I'm sure you could tell you get the gist of it through the audio as well. Uh, so Scott, great! Uh, thanks for being a guest. A lot of great stuff. Um, where can folks find out more about you, and maybe even reach out to you if they had any questions about SEO? Yeah, so um, I'm launching a new book. Actually, um, it's called Bear Attack. SEO for IT providers. Um, you can find that on the IT Rockstars website. So it's itrockstars.co.uk. Um, and I'm giving away the first th- uh, three chapters for free um, on that on that book. So um, the first three chapters, I'll give a little rundown here. Um, how to get into the, t- the top Mac pap on Google. Um, really easily how to do that. It's so simple. Um, I'm going to show you how to reverse engineer the top 10 results so you can dominate the local search results. Um, and then I'm going to give you a list of all the best keywords to be going after um, if you're in residential services. Nice. Cool. Guys, check that out. And I'll have a link to that as well in the show notes. Stick around, Scott, because we do have the rapid fire questions coming up sure. after this sponsor spot. Um, so, right now, I just want to give a shout out to our second sponsor, and that is TechSite Builder. Uh, it's a little company I run that uh, provides websites for computer business owners. And uh, a lot of the stuff we talked about today, uh, the on-site o- SEO optimization, you could do very easily with TechSite Builder. So uh, if SEO is something you're uncomfortable with, or you're not sure how to get started, just uh, in, uh, in TechSite Builder, we give you the tools, we give you some, some training videos to get you started, and we have all the places you can go where you can you know, update your, the meta information for each page, and we talk about what that means, and then uh, make it really easy to, um, to fill out the content and uh, and the sites are are pretty well SEO optimized right out of the gate. So we make sure that the content is well structured. We make sure the pages load fast. We make sure they look beautiful on mobile phones and on big uh, big uh, desktop monitors and everything in between, uh, so that you can really focus on you know putting in good content and then of course focus on running your business uh, because you're not a web. Master, maybe some of you are, but most of you aren't. You're you're not a webmaster. You are a computer business owner. So you want to be fixing the computers. You want to be marketing your business. You don't want to be in the weeds of you know fixing hosting problems with your website or designing your website or fumbling around with a WordPress theme or anything like that. Uh, if that sounds like pulling teeth to you, then TechSite Builder is your uh, is is there for you. So it's uh, it's. It allows you to get a website up and running quickly and easily for your computer business. Um, really, from the time you sign up to the time you have a fully functioning website that you are in control of is roughly an hour. So we walk you through all those steps that you need to uh, insert your own content, to change it, to make it look how you want it to look, change the colors, change the images. Um, and we recently introduced a drag and drop page builder, so you can literally just take all the elements on the page and move them around and make them look however you want. 
So your website will truly be your own and you could put in as little or as much energy into your website as you want. Uh, that's Tech Site Builder. You can do it yourself or we can do it for you through our concierge services. Uh, all of them super affordable priced uh, because I know for folks just getting started, you want a nice website. And for folks who have a well-established business, you want a website that's reliable and that works for you and that you can take to the next level with your business. You can do all of that with Tech Site Builder. So check it out at techsitebuilder.com. All right, lightning round. So basically, I'm just going to ask you some questions and... Scott, I just ask you to come up with the best answer you can think of off the top of your head okay, and uh, see how it goes. All right. Uh, in your estimation, what is the biggest mistake that business owners are making with their marketing? Coming back to SEO specific, um, it's probably not making their telephone number prominent on their website. Mm. Nice. That's a good one. Yes. That's that's a big pet peeve of mine when I see a, a computer business website, and then you know your goal is to have c- customers contact you, yeah. and yet the way they can contact you is hidden or very small, or it's hard to find. Yeah, and the the, the thing you can do now, you know, you, you've got HTML where you can do click to call. So if they're on a mobile mm. device, they just have to yep. touch that link, and I'll make a phone call. You know, built into Tech Site Builder automatically. By the way, cool. That sounds <laughs> cool. A little plug there. <laughs> yep. Um, cool. So, yep, get that that phone number front and center on your website. Uh, second question: What kind of marketing do you believe gives the biggest bang for your buck? And I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. Uh, uh, for residential SEO, um, for MSP marketing, email. Ah, like an email list, an email newsletter. Going an email newsletter. Oh, okay, great. I like that. I like breaking it up into different kinds because. There's really not a one-size-fits-all solution, right? It depends on the type of services you're yeah. offering. Mm-hmm. So cool. Okay, what can you do in your marketing to target your ideal clients? Um, you can look at uh, a, key, a keyword list. Um, sorry, how to target your ideal clients. Um, so look at a keyword list. Probably optimize your web pages on your website for those you know those services that you want to offer. That's what I would say. Yeah, for yeah. the for the keywords that your your the client and clients you want to work with will be searching for. So exactly. maybe you don't want to work you know on mobile devices. So then don't, don't obviously don't optimize for those those results. But even better if you want to you know optim if you want to get more dentists as clients, then you know think about the problems that a dentist's office would have. You know maybe they have a proprietary system that mm. hooks up to the, the to their equipment or whatever, and you can you can target. I think that. that would be more difficult, Matt. And the only reason I say that is because I've uh, I've worked with so many businesses, and the IT is always almost like is almost the same. So maybe from a, a software side, there, a dentist would be using a particular type of software. Um, right. That, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I guess that, that's kind of what I meant yeah. was. Just looking for what whatever particular piece of technology that is unique to that type of client, yeah. and capitalize on that somehow. You know, <laughs> I would if they're your ideal client. Hopefully, they know. You know, you would know what what that is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, okay, here's a question for you. Uh, since you do are running your own business, what aspect of marketing are you still struggling with? Um, I think it's got to be LinkedIn. You know, oh. I'd love to. You know, especially from the MSP side, you're. You want to speak to you know the managing directors, the owners of the companies, or usually the finance director. They're the people that make the decisions about the IT provider. 
Um, and if I could right. crack the LinkedIn marketing side, I haven't even attempted it yet, to tell you the truth. I think that would be that would be the one that I'm struggling with. And I'd, I'd love to know, you know, maybe get a guest in the show, Matt, yeah. and that's, that's all over LinkedIn. That would, that would be awesome. Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, if, if anybody listening has any recommendations for someone who's, who's you know, um, rocking it with LinkedIn, let me know. I'd love to, love to have him on as a guest, and I'll, I'll be sure to keep an eye out as well. Uh, and last question, who should I interview next and why? Oh, uh, um, I'm going to say, uh, I'll say um, Matt Cutts he used to work at Google. Oh, okay, I yeah. I, I don't think he does now, um, but he'd probably have a really good few stories about um, SEO, um, what, yeah. what used to work and what, what works now. And um, I'm not sure. He used to do those, those yeah, videos, yeah, yeah. you know, where he would talk about, you know, how to do good SEO. So he, he had quite a reputation back in the day as well, and quite a few <laughs> forums. Uh, right. Um, so okay. yeah, that that that's who I'd probably interview. But that's come from an cool. SEO side, from an IT perspective. Oh man, that's I re- really wouldn't know where to start with that one. Yeah, that's fine. I think Matt Cutts is a great uh, great suggestion. I, you know, if he's still talking about that stuff, yeah, um, I'll reach out to him. Yeah, cool. cool. All right, uh, thanks again, uh, Scott, for being a guest, and uh, we'll have to have you back again soon because there's lots of other things we could dig into with SEO. I'm sure. So. Yeah. Um, until next time, this is the Computer Business Marketing Show. Hey guys, let's keep the conversation going. So if you have questions or concerns, uh, we've got the, uh, the show notes up on computerbusinessmarketing.com for this episode. Just head on over there. You can leave a comment in the comment section. Uh, or, you know, if you're on Facebook watching this live or watching the recording, um, you can leave comments in the uh, Facebook comments section. Love to hear back from you. I like to respond to every comment I receive. If you're more of an emailing type, then you can email us at mail at techsitebuilder.com and uh, we'll answer your questions about topics on the show. Or if you want to have your question answered live on the show, let us know and we'll be happy to do that. If you listen to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, give us a shout out. We love to hear your reviews. Um, Just like, you know, you guys want reviews from your clients about how your services are. This podcast wants reviews from you guys, the listeners. If you are enjoying the show, let us know. If there's stuff we can work on, let us know as well. Um, We love to hear your feedback on the different platforms where you might be subscribing to this podcast. Finally, don't forget to check out our sponsors, unconvention.io and techsitebuilder.com. Thank you guys for checking out the Computer Business Marketing Show. This is Matthew Rodella saying here's to your success. Success.